0: This is Cambridge Judge Business School's Online Knowledge Centre, with expert commentary, analysis and insights into the issues of the day.
1: Doug Bailey is Unilever's Chief HR Officer. In his Cambridge Leadership Seminars presentation, he talked his audience through today's world. He shared what he called the mega-trends his company has identified and how Unilever is responding to those issues. Mr Bailey explored the emergence of new leadership in a highly socially connected and challenging environment. His title was New Leadership for the New Normal. Afterwards, he defined the phrase
0: new normal. I think my definition of the new normal is, is, is a world that we describe as being volatile, uncertain, complex and full of ambiguity, and I think it's really come out of, if you like, the 2008 financial crisis, which very quickly, I think, became a full-blown economic and now political crisis around the world. So we're living in a world that's full of volatility, full of uncertainty, full of complexity and lots of ambiguity, and I think that's a new norm. Massively challenging. Massively challenging, but equally so, I think there's also a massive opportunity there. You talk, too, of a leadership vacuum. I think when I talk of a leadership vacuum, I think it probably is just as a result, as I say, of probably the financial crisis where it started, quickly leading into more of an economic crisis, now a political crisis. We look how difficult Europe is at the moment. I think what's happening is our political leaders are becoming quite inward-focused, really safeguarding, if you like, where they are, as opposed to maybe looking slightly at the broader picture.
1: Okay, so you talked about the the new normal and you talked about the vacuum. Where are the new leaders going to come from?
0: Now there's a crying-out need For responsible leadership. If there's ever been a moment, I think, that we need leaders to stand up, both business, government, society, it's now. And I think business, particularly the side that I work on in business, I think is a real opportunity for business to step up. Look at the models of business that they're running. Think about the contribution they can make. Think about the challenges that they've got. So there's a great opportunity now for business to step into, into this vacuum as well.
1: Where will the leaders come from? Will they emerge from the pack? Will they, will they be elected? Will they just become very obvious?
0: I think, I think mostly very obvious because I think what will happen is many of them will be spurred on by the reality of where we are. And I think many of, them, many of our great leaders will become very purpose-driven and very, very intent on leaving, if you like, long-term legacies in the businesses that they lead. And I think they'll emerge from the pack. I think young people, particular, they really get the crisis that we're in. They really understand the impact, for example, that everything's having on the environment, the scarce resources that we live in. So I think you're going to see young leaders who get it really quickly, far quicker than, I think, the older generation. You'll see people emerging from that pack. You're the chief HR officer for Unilever, and you laid down
1: a a pretty clear and challenging in itself person spec for the new leaders.
0: Yeah, I I think I just laid out a couple couple of what I think are the characteristics of what we're going to need. We're going to need leaders who are purpose-driven, leaders who have their their purpose ingrained in not only what they do at work, but equally so what they do in their private lives. And purpose-driven leaders tend to have massive impact. I think we're going to see authentic leaders come through, leaders who genuinely understand their strengths, understand their weaknesses and are prepared to act on them and be prepared to be very comfortable about who they are. Okay? And I think being comfortable as a leader about who you are and very authentic is very important. Leaders who genuinely serve the organisations that they lead leaders that really care about the people in their organisations, create the right space and culture in their organisations that allow people to truly grow and to be who they are, to bring all of their diversity to work. So very inclusive cultures are really important. So I think those are some of the traits that I think you know, I'd call out as saying the new types of leadership we need for this new normal society are those sorts of areas. One of the
1: points that sticks in the mind more than anything else is, is the new leader needs to understand
0: his or her own strengths and flaws. I think as a leader to be very authentic and humble about who you are okay, is, a, is a great strength of the new leadership for the world. So leaders who are not trying to pretend who they're not. And the more comfortable you are about who you are, the more comfortable you can engage with the people around you and be able to work with them. And I think that comfortableness is very important. If you think some, I think if you look at some of the great political leaders, you know, you, uh, Nelson Mandela, I think he was very comfortable about who he was. He's very comfortable about what he was good at and what he wasn't going to do. And I think that authenticity is a really a very important part. And if you, take, if you look at all the opinion polls at the moment and you look at trust, for example, you know, that's, missing, that's missing in our governments, it's missing in our corporations, and they rank right at the bottom of the level in terms of trust that society sees. Going back to the point about businesses and organisations, they, they are changing
1: rapidly, aren't they, in, the, in that the structures are becoming less bureaucratic, less hierarchical, and the leaders are having to recognise that as, as indeed are the managers within these organisations.
0: I think if you go back to the new normal, if you go back to this volatile, uncertain, complex world that we live in, agility and speed and adaptability, this, this idea of being very, very comfortable with change, be able to move your organisation very, very quickly – in order to be able to adapt what's happening, because you just can't predict where it's going to go. So being very, very comfortable as a leader for that. And that does mean, often, flatter structures, different structures for different circumstances. And so this agility and speed are going to be watchwords, I think, are going to be really important. You talked about the importance of the value chain. Yeah, so the value chain, when you start looking at, looking at the environment and looking at the environmental footprint, I think it's too easy in the past to be able to concentrate just on the little area that you control. And I think as we discovered when we sat down, we thought about, you know, our ambition for our business, which was all about doubling but holding our environmental footprint, we realized very quickly that the little bit that we controlled, in fact, was very small. And, in fact, most of the impact that we had on our environment was either in the sourcing of all our raw materials. And, in fact, the big impact is really in the way in which we consume them, and that's the big impact. So we said to ourselves, if we really are serious about this, we need to deal with the total value chain. And that's what's driven your new business model? And that's what's driven our business model. That's what's driven our business model. How quickly do you think others will follow? Because if something is successful, they will follow. I think, I think they'll follow very quickly because I do think, as I said, my, my passionate belief about this thing is the Unilever Sustainable Living Plan, which is our business model, will enable us to double our business. So it will be the way in which we do our business. And if we can generate that sort of success, then I think there are going to be many people who are going to be saying there's something in this. They've developed a new business model that connects not only with all their stakeholders, but also shows that they can make an impact in the society in which they serve. And I think that's a very exciting and very competitive proposition.
1: One of the major factors or one of the major influences, a final point really, on, on that value chain was the point that you made, and that is that, that the, the, the consumer is now, if not already all-powerful, but very quickly will
0: be, and the consumer is actually driving the technology, requiring the change. In many ways, I think the consumer through technology now has found, found an outlet for a, for a voice. Okay, so the power of social media now and the power to be able to connect and have an opinion about something means that the consumers in some cases are starting to lead the agenda. And so I think that's a very powerful way in which we have to engage with consumers in order to shape our business as we go forward. And so this consumer voice and the speed at which the consumer is moving is fascinating. Technology is enabling that. So the challenge for all of us is how do we enable that technology, how do we use that technology to be able to engage with our consumers and create the sort of future that we want to see for this world? The tailor's not wagging the dog. No, I don't think so. I think you know it's up to us, okay, to move quicker. Okay. And I think as marketeers for example, I think that's the greatest challenge we've got, but the most exciting challenge that we've got. Doug Bailey, thank you very much. Thank you. This programme was produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series.